0: Why, hello there, my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, where you will learn how to rule over your Dynasty League for years to come. Now, allow me to introduce you to your hosts, Max, Peter, and Jace. Here we go, episode number 10B of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Welcome. Back, guys. We've been talking about this for a couple weeks. Yeah. You know, Jace, now that sports betting is legal in Arizona, Max wishing he could sports bet in Ohio, and myself having the luxury of being from both New Jersey and Pennsylvania, being able to sports bet. Uh, we've been talking about getting a section going. Uh, and instead of, you know, a little 10 minute section at the end of the episode or something like that, we're just going to do a whole mini episode dedicated to sports betting today. We have player picks and then we're also going to go over our mortal locks of the week that we mentioned on wednesday's show or thursday's show whenever you guys heard that uh beyond that i'm here peter's here and then you guys say what's up
1: yeah hey, what's up i'm here and then we got our <laughs> we got our we got our favorite person back
0: we do this is, wow. this is exciting
2: yeah i don't know about favorite person but you know jace burke checking in i'm a. Uh... Glad to be here with you guys. It was real sad missing out on the last episode. Um, I can't tell you how much more I'd rather talk fantasy football than um, pitch to uh, a giant company at 10 o'clock in the morning in a stuffy classroom. Um, but, hey, we got everything done and I'm here now. So glad to be here. Sounds
0: like you're bragging. Yeah,
1: sounds oh, like you want to do that.
0: You know, this is a giant company.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. The morning. I don't know if
0: you've ever heard of them. Apple. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no. this new startup company. Yeah, yeah it was early,
2: Amazon and this weird bald-headed guy, Bezos. Yeah, the cowboy or hat on. Yeah, some
0: some. I don't remember his name he exactly. Wants to go to space. Yeah. Well, yeah, speaking somewhere. about going to space, all of us are trying to hit those moonshot bets. Good. Uh, really quick, we are going to look at everybody's mortal locks, our overall record so far on the podcast, and then we're going to tell you how many units you'd be up. And I'm sure a lot of you already know, cause you're betting with us totaling uh, our total overall units uh, for the entire year. If you bet every single Monarch bet. So in a conglomerate, we have max at three and one. Now he does have a game in hand. We're talking baseball language here, not football. He's, he's got a game in hand uh, because he bet on a Thursday night game and both of our games, Jason and mine, are on Sundays, so he is a total of 3-1 and one with a push as well. Uh, he is up a total of 1.6 units for 160% profit if you're betting with Max, so congrats, Max.
1: Hey, thank you. I mean, 160% profit's not bad, so
0: it's not as good as what we're going to get to, but... Uh, this is true. i gotta, I got to plug myself really quick. I mentioned it in the podcast. I'm four and uh, up 360% on the year. If you're betting with Peter, you're going to make some money. Yeah, baby. Uh, and then Jace, I'll let you take yours away. Um, see, this is where I, you know, I don't know
2: if I'm anybody's favorite person <laughs> because things are not going great right now. I am down uh, 2.14 units. Um, and I think basically, I just got to stop bet, uh, betting on the Steelers. Uh, I've tried and the to it. Too. <laughs> yeah, and the unders. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully, this week's a little different than the past. But we don't have any Steelers on the docket. So, it should be good.
1: A bye yeah. week.
0: Bye week. Yep. Uh, but, Saving me. You know, despite Chase's little hardship at the beginning, which I'm sure is going to get turned around, much like every gambler's, uh, the hardships get turned around in the good times, they never last forever. That's uh, true. The podcast is sitting at a 306% profit Ooh. on the year. So literally, Oof. uh, so a 100% profit would be doubling. doubling. Mm-hmm. So 200% would be tripling if I'm not wrong or something. I'm not a math major. Yeah, but you're asking the wrong guy here. You're up a lot. <laughs> you're up <laughs> a considerable amount.
1: Let me go get my doctor coat, put that on real quick. I should <laughs> yeah. be able to solve this problem for us. So
0: you, you got your doctor coat that you had yesterday for Mr. Antonio Gibson. And now yes, you yes. you need to get the green visor on. Like the, the green uh, see-through the, visor. The bookie hat. The bookie hat. <laughs> Those are sweet, I I'd dude. pay to see you in that. Hey, I'm up
1: 160%. That's not bad. Uh, <laughs> But really quick, we're going to
0: review our picks for the week. Uh, We're going to run through them pretty quick because we do want to get to the player props uh, that Mm -hmm. we got going on and want to keep it a shorter episode for the weekend and Sunday. Uh, So for week seven this week, I have uh, the Eagles and the Las Vegas Raiders. I have the Raiders covering minus three. uh, And on Fanduel the odds are minus 105. So if that hits, we would – get a total unit upgrade of 0.95 so it's as close to one as you're going to get so bet ten dollars win 9.5 all, all right, right. So, so then max we're going to go to yours
1: yeah so i i as peter mentioned i had the browns and the broncos i had the browns minus one and a half which is the final what would we call that the final, the spread. final line the final, the final line. line yeah and the browns obviously covered that by three so if you got in with me on Wednesday or whenever you listened to it, it was three. So you either pushed or won. Um, and then my over under for the week is the Saints Seahawks game, and that's on Monday night. So I picked a Thursday night and a Monday night game. Um, but that over under is forty three point five is what I got in it. So Why I like you hitting the over, Geno like, Smith, dude. Saints are coming off a bye. I don't think Seattle's defense is anything that great. And I think Seattle can show that they can score on Pittsburgh 20 points. And I think the Saints could easily score on them. So
0: the angry jet fan in me is just raging at Jamal Adams. I want to bet (laughs) the over so bad Bet (laughs) the over. I might have to join. Uh, Chase, we'll move to your picks for the week.
2: Yeah. So um, earlier in the week for my spread pick, I had the chiefs minus five and a half at the Titans. Um, But the line has since moved, and it is now um, the Chiefs minus four against the Titans, and that is minus 110 odds on FanDuel. Um, The line has moved in our favor for sure. I definitely think the Chiefs can cover this one. Um, I'm still kind of leaning with the same argument I presented before. Um, No Julio likely, likely no Taylor Lewan either. I think the Chiefs are just going to boat race them. Um, The Titans defense looked all right against Buffalo. Um, but I don't know if they'll be able to contain the Chiefs
0: because um, I think they're going to go on a tear here and get their this record is, right. This is a rat line. I, I see yeah. this and I just I go, how are the Chiefs not going to cover minus four against yeah. the Titans? The Titans had their huge game. They ex, you know they used all this energy. It it reminds me of like uh, the Browns versus the. Uh, Browns versus the Chargers, yeah. and look at both teams the next week. The Chargers put yeah. up a dud against Baltimore, and yeah. the the Browns put up an absolute stinker against Arizona. You know they yeah. they put all this energy forward to try to win that huge game. I'm expecting a big letdown for Tennessee this week. Yep, yeah. same.
2: And then uh, my over under, I am <laughs> I'm chasing under again. Um, I'm chasing the divisional matchup between the Bengals at the Ravens. I originally got in when it was uh, 47 and a half. It has since moved to 45 and a half. Um, that makes things a little tougher, but at the end of the day, I do think this is going to be just a back-and-forth defensive game uh, without a whole bunch of scoring. So I'd still be willing to take that under um, there. I could see this being, honestly, like a, a
0: three- to four-score game total. So um, slugfest awaiting. Okay uh and i did skip over my under for the week but i am also on the same game again i love this philly las vegas game it is one of the only interesting games of the week for me to be honest uh like betting wise uh and i'm taking the over the over is sitting at 48 and a half with the implied point total of 26 23 for the uh the raiders i know the eagles are going to go out there and put up points it's just in their nature, Jalen Hurts will, you know, run around, score two touchdowns, and then get a lucky holding call in the defense and find themselves on, like, the five-yard line. Uh, mm-hmm. I just know that the way that they work, and I feel like Darren Waller is going to have a monster game against Singletary for the uh, the Eagles, and they're just going to put up numbers. The, the mm-hmm. Eagles' defense is not their strong suit, and the Bucs literally scored it well on them the week before. So, mm-hmm. I yeah. like it.
1: I hope you're betting with us. You'd be up 300%.
0: Yeah. All right. So little recap of our our locks of the week being done. We are going to move now into our player props, which I know Jace is extremely excited about.
2: Yeah. Player props. um, I much prefer to bet the player props than just the the over-unders and spreads and stuff like that. Um, I think you can get a lot better idea of what individual players are going to do rather than entire teams. Um, so I'll jump right into the first player prop that I'm really interested in. And this one is Chase Edmonds over 57 and a half rushing and receiving yards this week, um, against the Houston Texans. And, uh, lately, you know, Chase Edmonds has been somewhat disappointing. Um, hasn't been receiving a whole lot of volume, but the thing that I will say is in all, so in six matchups this year, he has crushed um, that 57.5 um, total yards line, uh, four out of the six games. Um, now I know he hasn't been seeing a whole lot of volume lately, just six carries two weeks ago and four in the previous week. Um, still getting four targets in the passing game the past two weeks. I just – I don't think it's going to take him more than four or five carries and three catches to beat this line. I mean, this is the Houston Texans we're talking about here. I think the Cardinals are going to move the ball at will and then they're going to get to a point where they're just going to need uh, to sustain long drives and run the clock out. So I think um, he's just in a really ideal position to put up more than uh, 58 uh, total scrimmage yards.
0: I think Edmonds is definitely going to have a a chance to bounce back. I'm a firm believer in him, uh, especially in Dynasty. I feel like there's some owners out there that might be panicking in redraft. Uh, You know, he put up. Super consistent numbers, week one, two, three, and four, and then dipped off five and six. I I still feel like he's going to be a consistent force in that offense. Everybody has their down games. I really like this line, Jace. And uh, if I couldn't, if I was able to copy yours, I would.
1: Yeah, I really like this line as well. And we talked on his first four games and then he was hurt in week five and he was banged up there. And then last week versus the Browns they just blew him out. So Like they didn't need to play him that much. And they went more with, like their second stringers at the second half. And it was like raining and cold there. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he was going to get much receiving work last week. Cause they weren't throwing the ball much. So I think versus the Houston Texans in a game where they should win by a lot, but I think he can get that in the first quarter or second quarter and be completely fine.
0: Yeah. I agree. And then, then you don't have to sweat it out the rest of the game. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I like, uh,
2: additional to that one, this isn't one that I, I have locked in, but I would also uh, James Connor, his total carries, I believe is set at 13 and a half. That uh, him going over that is another one that I really like. Yeah, sprinkle uh, that. Sprinkle yeah. that one in. Yeah, if they're running clock at the end of the game, they're gonna go with him as the grinder. So I could easily see 14 plus carries for him as well.
0: Just want to throw that out there. Chase just trying to get
1: as many out there as that he can <laughs> so that people can bet with him.
0: So that yeah, one. Yeah. For context, when we're going to be keeping track of these, that one won't count towards his yeah. overall record. Just a little, hey, look at this, a little piece of advice.
2: Yeah, pick your poison. If you're still concerned with Chase Edmonds, then you can roll that Connor one out there. But I'm, I'm going to count the Chase Edmonds one to my record.
1: Okay. Yes, when it hits. And then so moving to my first one of player props, um, I was really confident in this one coming into the episode. Then I was, I was talking to the Monarchs. I became less confident, but I'm still going to rock with it because trust your gut. Uh, Brandon, yeah, Iyuk, Brandon, Ayuk over 31 and a half receiving yards Sunday night versus the Colts. Um, I thought that this was a lock. I mean, 30 receiving yards for a wide receiver two on any team should be a lock. I feel like, um, but I learned that it's going to be a lot of rain in the forecast there in San Francisco. So I don't know how much throwing the ball will be a play, but I feel like they've had a week to game plan. They had a buy last week. They love to get Brandon Ayuk the ball. They know what kind of player he is. We touched on this with Mark Andrews and the kind of player he is, and they got him the ball. And I think Kyle Shanahan knows what he has in Brandon Ayuk. Jimmy Garoppolo will be back. They've had weeks to practice. I think 31 receiving yards for a wide receiver, two, like I said on any team, is pretty close as a lock to it gets. So I'm hoping the rain can hold off, and I'm loving Brandon Ayuk this week.
2: Yeah, I think it's all uh, dependent on that rain. But like you said, you know, thirty-two yards that could be one catch, and especially in a if this thing turns into a mud bowl, um, I think both Ayuk and Debo are the kind of guys that can just make things happen after the catch. So um, I love how low that line is set for him. I definitely think yeah. he can hit that. Let's just hope the weather and the wind um, stays somewhat calm.
0: Yeah, uh, I actually really like that line because when you think about Uh, the Colts defense they're extremely strong at the linebacker position very strong on the front four and their their biggest problem has always been the corners and safeties Uh, and look what Lamar did to them last week and I understand it's a lot harder to play zone zone or or like man coverage when you have a quarterback that runs like that Mm -hmm. but I don't care like Hollywood Brown literally torched them and Obviously, he's having a good year so far, but he is not the kind of receiver that is going to be torching defenses on a consistent basis every single week. And Mark Andrews was getting his feed uh, Mm -hmm. because I think he got matched up on slot safeties instead of linebackers. So when you're thinking about this, yes, they might not throw the ball as much because of the rain, but the cornerback position, especially cornerback two against Brandon Ayuk with Debo being the one, is going to be a very nice matchup to watch. Definitely. All right. So we're gonna get into my first
1: player prop of the week. This is what the people come for, Peter. They skipped mm-hmm. this part in the episode just to hear this. They, did. they oh just to hear me? Yeah.
0: Yeah, bro. When you're uh, hot, you're hot. Hey, look, it's I never want I, I never wanna say that. It gets uh, a. <laughs> I I get nervous. I've hit a I've hit a lot of player props, and this guy actually cashed on a considerable amount of money the other week. Uh, I have a Mark Andrews touchdown score. I feel like that should be bet every single week, and I understand that he's not going to score a touchdown every week or two touchdowns or you know put up a million yards. But just the the how integral he is to that offense, and John Harbaugh understanding how integral he is over the last probably two or three weeks, he is going to find end zone targets, and I can I can vibe with him not scoring a touchdown in this, this bet losing, if he ends up with like three or four end zone targets, like I I will be a happy man. And I'll know that I made the right play, even if it did lose.
1: Hey, at least you're confident. I mean, we touched on Mark Andrews before in the podcast and how he hasn't been getting his feed, but now like John Harbaugh knows what he has. And that second half, they really came out and they fed him the ball versus Indianapolis and stuff. Um, I think in a division game like this, I know Jace has taken the under, but I think he'll score a touchdown. It's a, it's a big game and plus 140 odds for any time touchdown. I think that's a really, really good odds.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, Since week three against Detroit, Mark Andrews has pretty much been fully unlocked and um, yeah, I think this game is going to be a grinder for sure. And I think it's going to take guys like Mark Andrews who can catch contested targets and take big hits going across the field um, to win this game. So I definitely like the plus odds for him getting in the end zone, I think, on that team, especially, too, um, with their running back room even further decimated with Latavius yeah. Murray not expected to play. I don't know how much they're even going to be able to get going on the ground necessarily. So I think Mark Andrews is definitely um, one of the best bets this week for a touchdown.
0: All right. Are we going to get caught in the snake right now?
1: Yeah. We, you, you love the
0: snake. Yeah. So go I ahead. I love the snake. I will go with my second pick. And this one's very controversial amongst the Monarchs. It is Cooper Cup under 93 and a half receiving yards uh, against the Detroit Lions. It's minus 114 uh, on FanDuel. I understand that he is a top three wide receiver in the league right now, statistically and in fantasy. I understand that he's done all these things. But when you're telling me that this man is virtually going to have to have a 100 yard game to hit his over, in a game where they are going to blow them out and want to run the clock a lot. I cannot take that line. And it's another, I'd rather follow like the math and be wrong than follow my heart and be right. It's like, uh, I remember uh, big cat from part of my take always talks about like, if you bet against Tom Brady, then you'll be the guy who's stupid in the room that bet against Tom Brady. right? Right. So I'm going to be the guy here that is not trying to be stupid with my bet. And I just can't bet on Cooper cup to score uh, to put up almost a hundred receiving yards.
1: I, I like your reasoning behind it, Peter, but I just feel like any yards under a hundred, like Cooper cup could take a 98 yard bomb. Like, is he going to take a 98 bomb to the house? No, but he could, you know, and it's just, it's one catch like that to break his 93 yards or whatever. So that's just what scares me, and I feel like Detroit secondary is very iffy. So it's like one missed tackle, yeah. and he's got seventy-five yards. So it's a double-edged sword. But I do think they should be blowing. Them up. Hey man, rooting for under sucks. That's just it's yeah. just the way
0: that it is. You always want to root for the over, but sometimes it's like taking your medicine. You got to root for the under. Yeah, sometimes that's where the money lies too. Um, like you've you've said
2: before, the overs are a lot more frequently played, so it's just a lot easier. Like Max said, you know, there are things like ninety-eight yard bombs that we do have to take into account. But I, I do, as much as I love Cooper cup, I like this one, man. Like, I just don't know how much they're going to need him in this game, yeah. you know, like Daryl Henderson, his utilization. He's, I mean, he's Todd Gurley from a few years ago, man. They are using him just like that throwing him the ball, yeah. getting him almost 20 carries a game. Like um, that. I, I think this is going to be the big Daryl Henderson game as much as everyone thinks you know, wants to think Matthew Stafford's going to drop six touchdowns on them. I just think they're not going
0: to need to do that. Like, I think they're just going to be able to hold them in check the whole game. So this, this technically is, uh, we'll touch on this for two seconds. This is the Jared Goff revenge game, but it's also the Matt Stafford revenge game. Yeah. So he got a double revenge game going on. He wants Mm
1: -hmm. that 98 yard bomb.
0: My thing about Matthew Stafford and the reason I can't bet on that is like, I feel like he doesn't want to hurt Detroit. He's like the kind of guy that appreciated his time and he's a good guy. But if I was Jared Goff and I was spited, I wouldn't bet against him throwing like five interceptions, but like three <laughs> absolute like nuke shots no doubt. To, to our boy, Juicy St. Brown. Yeah, that's right. that's
1: right. I don't know. Yes. I think the storyline is definitely something to watch. And I, I think it will be close. I think 93 yards. It's doable, obviously, just as anything under a hundred is. Um, but injuries also happen, missed tackles. There's so many variables, but I like it Peter. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna go to Max, I believe. Yes. Uh, my second one is Allen Robinson over 55 and a half receiving yards. (laughs) And you (laughs) You know, I'm I'm picking two guys that (laughs) just hurt a lot of people. I mean, Brandon Ayuk and Allen Robinson, but this is minus 130 odds. They play the Buccaneers. Um, I think if they're gonna win this game or even stay close in this game, they're gonna have to throw the ball. And Allen Robinson's really the only guy to throw through there. He's been getting more targets as the year goes on, but I don't think 55 yards is that much at all. I think a couple of missed tackles, Tampa Bay secondary. It's pretty average. I get they get some guys coming back, but I think Allen Robinson bounces back this week and can put up over 55 yards as a wide receiver one on his team. Please for, for me. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, you can bet it. Peter.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I, this one is, this one's definitely tough, man, because he's only been over this mark one time this entire year, and it was against Detroit where he went for 63 yards. Oof. His next highest was uh, was 53 yards. So, you know, it they've set a really good line right there for, you know, how much they expect Chicago to, to throw the ball. But, yeah, no, I think, I think we've seen this garbage play from Allen Robinson for too long. I think this is the perfect game script to get him going again there's no way they're going to be able to run the ball against this uh, Tampa front. So um, yeah, I like him probably even catching, you know, close to like seven, eight balls in this game. I think Fields is going to have to get it out quick and and he's going to have to get it to his best target. So please, please. I love this one. I love this. one.
0: All right, Chase, we'll swing back to you.
2: Yeah. So uh, the next one that I have is back to that, um, the Baltimore Bengals game. And uh, this one is Rashad Bateman, over three and a half receptions. And this one is mm. plus 112 odds on FanDuel right now. So uh, I would recommend going on over there and smashing that one. The, the biggest thing that I have to say about this is Sammy Watkins is out for this game. And yep. uh, he was out for the last game, too. And what we saw when that happened is Bateman came in and um, he took over that role. And um, kind of like what I said about Andrews earlier, I think this game's going to be just a slugfest back and forth defensive game. And you're going to need big bodies, guys that can go across the middle um, and make the possession catches. And that's exactly what Rashad Bateman was drafted to do. Um, and the before Sammy Watkins got hurt, let me pull this up really quick. Um, in that role that Rashad Bateman will be playing, he was averaging about seven and a half targets a game for the first first four weeks, and he had four catches um, in all of those games. So I think four is just a smash lock for Bateman this week. I could even see him catching five or six balls. So um, that's my favorite play of the week for sure uh,
0: with the plus money. Something really quick about that too is they're going to be down Murray as well. Yep. So it's just another head with all these vacated – I wouldn't say targets, but just vacated opportunities with the football that could go his way.
2: Yeah. And uh, just one more quick thing. Last week when he made his debut, he only played 65 percent of the snaps. You you might be able to see that go up this week. But in those 65, uh, that 65 percent of snaps, he saw six targets and he caught four balls. So week one, he already hit this line. Um, So I, I love this play.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really solid play, and especially with the two guys that you mentioned, Jace and Peter, both being out with Latavius Murray and Sammy Watkins, and like we said, like he's going to come into his role. We saw what he could do in the offseason. He was Lamar's like favorite target in camp, and we touched on it here and like, mm-hmm. pumped the brakes. like He's going against like second-string corners in camp. Like Obviously, Marlon Humphrey's not trying this hardest out there, but it's going to be a big game. It's a big divisional game, so mm-hmm. I think he'll have four catches. I think he'll have, honestly, six catches, what I had to put him at, so.
0: I see yeah. him in this. I see him getting those little screens. Yep. I can see him getting yep. those like trips. What, 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 it would be like trips left wide receiver screens uh, yep. j- uh, all day long.
2: Yeah, That and a bunch of. I see him coming in huge on third downs in this game. Yeah. Um. You know, a lot of third and six left over and five the middle passes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just catch the ball and fall down. No, I didn't get that.
0: I, I didn't get a chance to watch the Baltimore game last week much. Uh. Mm-hmm. So was he playing in the slot more, or was he out wide? I think they had him out wide quite a bit, but
2: um, I can't remember. If one of you guys want to go into your parlay things, I might be able to find his slot
0: percentage. Yeah, so Max, give me your parlay now. Well, give – not me, everyone, your parlay. Yes, yes,
1: yes. everyone my parlay. But we did same-game parlays on FanDuel, and our thought process was, like, if you do any same-game parlay that's three-legged and has plus 400 odds or better, then you get, like, a risk-free bet on FanDuel – up to $10. So it's like, if you're going to bet it, why not do like what we're doing, you know, because we're up 306%. So uh, my same game parlay is actually in the Baltimore Ravens game. So we'll stay on this. Um, and it's Lamar Jackson, anytime touchdown scorer. Lamar Jackson's over for passing yards, which is 238 and a half. And Lamar's been passing like a madman, which has been great. And then Joe Mixon, anytime touchdown scorer. So, I mean, my thought process is Latavius Murray's out. Lamar's going to. He hasn't scored a rushing touchdown in a while. Uh, He came close a couple games ago, twice when he fumbled on the goal line. Slippy. Mm -hmm. Yes. But uh, And then Joe Mixon. I mean, Joe Mixon can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He's finally healthy. He he scored last week versus Detroit. He looked Uh, good last week,
0: man. He He looked really good. Mm -hmm.
1: So that's plus 815 odds. And I mean, you bet ten, you win eighty-one fifty. So, and if not, you get your ten dollars in site credit back. But I think Lamar and Joe Mixon scored the touchdowns for their team, and then it's just Lamar throwing is over.
2: Yeah, I love that one. Really quick, I did find uh, Bateman slot snap percentage. He only played two slot snaps, so he primarily playing outside in that Sammy Watkins role. So, okay, just real quick, yep.
1: He's throwing that ball to Lamar's going to throw the ball to him to get over those passing yards. He,
2: yes, absolutely. I love this pick. I think we've talked quite a bit about this game. But, yeah, no, no running game whatsoever for Baltimore. I think if anyone's going to be running it, it is Lamar. I think he's yeah. got a great chance to get into the end zone. Mixon, um, yeah, looked great last week. Uh, he's always good to put money on Yeah. For a touchdown,
0: so I, I love
2: this one. I'll definitely be playing this
0: one with you. So Max, give me give me the odds of this. You know, let's say that our unit is a ten dollar bet, just for like your average, you know, enjoyer. We're not throwing hundreds or thousands on it. What's what is it like for a ten dollar bet to win?
1: Ten, ten to win eighty one fifty.
0: So eighty one fifty a profit, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. That's,
1: then you get the ten
0: back if it wins. It sounds pretty good. It really does. Yeah. It does. I like that one a lot. All right. We skipped Jace in the in the snake, so we're going to get back to him now. Oh, okay. So uh,
2: for my risk-free same-game parlay, I got a pretty big one here, and you'll know if this one hits right after the first touchdown of the game. Uh, but Devontae Adams only has two touchdowns this year. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are home against Washington this week. I think if there's any week that he's due, it's this week. That Washington defense is nothing special whatsoever. Um, but we're, we're shooting for the moon here. I got Devontae Adams, first touchdown score uh, of the game. So you'll know right away if this one's good or bad. Um, and then I also have him, uh, Devontae Adams, scoring two-plus touchdowns. So I'm kind of building a, a narrative here. I see him scoring early uh, on the first drive of the game, and then somewhere along um, in the game him catching a second touchdown. And then I think if those two things are happening, he's playing that well. Um, I've got the Green Bay Packers money line as my third leg. And that is good for plus one thousand one hundred and five odds on FanDuel. Um, So a ten dollar bet would pay out one hundred and ten dollars in profit.
1: I I really like it. You brought up a lot of good points for Devontae and Peter. Last year you could touch on Devontae how many times he scored the first touchdown. Do you know that one?
0: I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I know uh, I could definitely look it up for the next podcast, but mm-hmm. I think it was out of all 16 games, he came up as like the first touchdown score in eight or nine of them. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. It, it, was, awesome. it was that high. So users who did that, I think they were up over a hundred units. That's like crazy. It, literally insane. If you bet, if you bet uh, like a dollar every single game, on the season on that you'd be up over a hundred dollars profit with like very minimal risk uh so i know a lot of people would just every week they would no parlays no nothing just ride Devontae first touchdown score he would be like plus 600 700 800 something like that and then Mm -hmm. making profit enough to bet on him the rest of the weeks and then he would hit again and hit Mm -hmm. again and hit again so uh i could be quoting that completely wrong uh, do your own research. Uh, but I know for a fact that he hit, I believe it was almost 50% of games last year. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. And, uh, uh, just a little cherry on top last season out of his, um, so he had 17 touchdowns last season, I believe in the regular season. Um, and in the, the games that he played, he had five multi-touchdown games. Um, he had three, two touchdown games and, um, two, three touchdown games so um he's about as good as he gets for multi-touchdowns and he hasn't had one yet so i think this one's i wouldn't want to say locked and loaded but i'm feeling really good
0: about this one
1: i like that one a lot yeah
0: all right so we'll get into my parlay now uh last part of the episode here it's always sad i got an interesting one i really do uh I think this one can hit. It's going to be plus 983, so a $1 bet to win $9.83 of profit. And, you know, you expound that however you'd like. Uh, But I am going to be betting on the Seahawks-Saints game. I love Alvin Kamara to score two touchdowns here. He is going to be the only person on that offense that is considerable in the amount of touches that they'll get. Uh, all those other receivers they get like the little crumbs whereas he gets the big piece of bread uh from Jamison from the offense with rushing too uh he's had a little bit of a letdown and i say that lightly letdown year uh, and i really expect him to bounce back in a fantasy relevance this week a uh, big fantasy relevance that is so two touchdowns for Alan Kamara Jameis Winston to go over 205.5 yards uh passing and disclaimer this is because I'm a spiteful Jets fan and hate Jamal Adams Uh, I know that Jameis is going to put up a lot of numbers if big Ben Roethlisberger can throw for over 200 yards against this Seahawks defense then I'm sure that Jameis can as well and then I saw this line and I know Gino Smith as a uh, as a jet quarterback, and I, I've seen him play a decent amount, national television, with the Jets, whatever. He was never good running the football. He was a little bit more of a pocket guy who could move out of the pocket, but he was never like uh, Lamar, or even Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers who can really extend the play if they want to. Uh, and I see his rushing yards at nine and a half. It's very risky to bet on this either over or under. So on both ends of it, but I'm going to take the under nine and a half. I feel like that Saints defensive front is really strong. They have great linebackers and those linebackers are going to be able to watch him in the pocket uh, and, and shadow him enough so that he won't be able to run for first downs uh, throughout the course of the game. Plus, you know, maybe you get lucky and they got to take a couple knees at the end of the game if they end up pulling off a miracle and beating the Saints.
1: Yeah, those knees count as negative rushing yards, but I don't know, nine and a half is so little. It's like one first down run, and he's got it, you know? So it's definitely a risk that you have to take, obviously, with sports betting as in general. But I like Kamara scoring two touchdowns off the bye week. I think Jameis Winston's locked to throw for over 200 yards. I think that's a very, very good bet. And then it comes down to a coin flip. If But you got the under, so Gino has to run for at least 10 yards, which with knees and everything, I like it, Peter.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. Is Max. I love the first two. I love Kamara to score two. I could definitely see that happen against the Seahawks. He is the main person in this offense that's going to be scoring points, rushing and receiving. So I love that one. I love Jameis over 208. That's That one's easy to me, honestly. Um, I think he'll definitely beat that threshold. It's just, uh, yeah, like Max said, that's one run, one first down run away from not hitting. But like we, we talked about, this is 10 free bucks. You're going to get it back into your account if you whip. I'm sure the odds on the under are um, a lot nicer than the over. So um, I like it, man. No risk
0: it, no biscuit. No risk it, no biscuit. You're right about that. Uh, I believe that's going to do it for the episode. Anybody have parting remarks? Give me like a three second update on the season and what you guys are thinking so far. I think Anything? the season has been great, honestly. Like maybe
2: we're, I'm a little biased because this is kind of, our first year, like, diving into it head headfirst um, oh, yeah. with analysis and podcasting and stuff. But I've been really blown away with all of the, the feature games, the Thursday night, the Sunday night, and the Monday night games. I felt like they always come down to the end. Even that Browns game, that was kind of gross. Like, you, you kind of felt like the Broncos were starting to claw their way in um, towards the back end of that game. So I've just been really happy with every game that I've sat down to watch. I haven't, you know, had to turn the TV off for any single one of them. So
1: yeah it's been great yeah i'll piggyback off that and then peter you can wrap us up for the episode but i just feel i would say three seconds or less that time goes too fast you know we're already yeah. in week seven sometimes insane and i remember we were talking about i mean 10 weeks of doing the podcast that's crazy to me one two we yeah. we're in week seven in the nfl there's bye weeks happening and all kinds of stuff and like i don't know it's just like we have so long to wait before the season starts and then oh, the season's finally here, and somehow it's already week seven. We're already almost in November. Thanksgiving's coming up. Like, Time is so fast, and it waits for no one. And just enjoy the NFL. I mean, even the crappy Browns-Broncos game, if you're not a fan, just enjoy it because, you know, like, in a couple months, we're going to be wishing that we could watch the Browns and the Broncos play a meaningful game on Thursday night.
0: Definitely. No, no sport commands respect like waking up at 9 30 in the morning to watch the jaguars <laughs> and and uh what was it the jaguars and, and the, the dolphins, dolphins. yeah yeah the dolphins. jace it was 6 30 in the morning for you dude yeah that was tough that
2: was tough that game will always that that game lost me a week in the league too so uh yeah it was it was fun waking up to see two uh dropping a bomb
0: on my bench that morning football reign supreme man nobody's staying up nobody's getting up that early to watch the kings play the uh the calves or the grizzlies uh, right. in the nba nobody's waking up at 6 30 in the morning to watch that so yeah football reign supreme uh i did want to say thanks everybody for watching or listening or however you consume the media that we are able to you know we're blessed to give you i would even say not able to we are blessed to give you and and Mm -hmm. have that part in our life to have the luxury to help some people out with fantasy and betting as well so thank you for listening give us a review apple pod spotify uh if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER uh it's a very serious thing so uh with that all that being said any last remarks we good
2: yeah real quick if you have uh any questions about if the lines move and if we're willing to play it up or down to a certain point, um, reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, we're at Dynasty Monarchy. I know Peter plugs it all the time. Um, at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter, you can find all of our individual Twitters in the bio, I believe. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, just let us know if you have any questions. We're more than willing to answer it um, and get back to you.
0: All right, everybody. Peace out. Have a nice rest of the week and, and good luck on Sunday. Good yeah, luck, good let's luck.
1: win some money. Peace. Not if they're betting with Jace.
0: thank you for listening to the dynasty monarchy podcast fancy some fantasy advice tweet or dm at dynasty monarchy on twitter until next time farewell my fellow kings and queens